Hello, and welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about The Bachelorette franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelorette Season 11. Whether you love The Bachelorette or love to hate it, we'll decode what this reality show reveals about the world of dating. I'm Emma Gray, Senior Women's Editor. And I'm Claire Fallon, Culture Writer. Thanks for tuning in to our first ever episode of Here to Make Friends. Today, we'll be previewing season 11 of The Bachelorette, starring Britt Nilsson and Caitlin Bristow. At least for one episode. And here to help us understand exactly what Britt and Caitlin are going through is J.K. Overby, one of two bachelors who competed in season six of The Bachelor. Thanks for joining us, Jay. Hey, I'm honored to be here. Thanks. Uh, I feel special with this, uh, <laughs> you this are first special. show, so thank you. <laughs> In addition to getting Jay's insight on this season, we'll also dissect the bios of this season's contestants and very seriously analyze the feminist implications of the two bachelorette thing. We've got our bottle of wine in hand and are ready to go. Let's do this. So Bachelor Nation rejoiced this week when they finally released the contestant photos and bios. Such a great selection of guys. I mean, they all look like deformed Ken dolls with wax hair, but I, I... Per usual. Of course. It's like they take their faces and hair and Photoshop them until it all looks like it's made out of a smooth block of plastic. But I assume in real life, they'll look okay. So they basically set out to cast Noah's Ark. This season, we have two Ryans, two Joshes, two Corys, and two Shans. Everything's in a pair. Officially, I am never going to learn any of their names. Oh, yeah. And by the way, there are two Corys, but their names are spelled differently. There's a Cory with an E and and a Cory with just a Y. But they aren't given last initials, presumably because we can tell them apart by that E, which should be really fun come rose ceremony time. I just envision the girl calling out Cory and he's like, oh, great. And she's like, oh, no, I meant you heard that I was saying that with an E, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. I could hear the E. I'm so sorry. It's going to be awkward. Well, this is a pretty interesting crop of guys, uh, as per usual. Obviously, you know, we only get select few facts about them, but we already know that Sean E. is an amateur sex coach. What even is that? What does that mean? I don't think that that's a real thing. Like, I feel like that's just some guy who has sex with people and then is like, you know what? That wasn't great for me. Try to do better next time. Like, shouldn't you at least be really good at sex if you're going to be a sex coach? Yeah, he doesn't look like he's very good at sex. Not at all. What about the guy who's a healer? I mean, what kind of healer? Like, a doctor? There are so many questions. We also have a junkyard specialist, which... I'm sure is a real job, but I have literally no idea what that means. It doesn't actually sound like anything. Beyond their professions, uh, we also found out some interesting things like some of the guys' ultimate dates, you know, who they would like to be, if they could be anyone else, who they'd have lunch with, and obviously their weird date fears. Every season, for some reason, a bunch of people put explosive diarrhea as their biggest date fear, which where does this fear come from? Like, have a lot of people experienced it? Like... I mean, personally, I don't think I've ever been on a date where my big fear is that I'm going to have to go to the bathroom Maybe they're all revealing that they have some sort of chronic irritable bowel issue. And this year, we also have a guy whose greatest date fear, 
Corey without an E, finding out my date is really a dude. Because it's nothing like, you know, the start of a new season of The Bachelorette without infusing a little bit of transphobia into it. I mean, he seems to be implying that A, trans women aren't women, and B, trans women go around trying to dupe unsuspecting terrible white dudes like no Corey I don't I don't think any of these women that you're imagining in your head actually even want to date you yeah they could do a lot better gross uh honestly I really hope he just gets kicked off night one we also have Chris whose biggest fear is that the girl tries to eat his food like does has yeah, this happened to him a lot do women just grab his plate can't he just say him? no please that's my food like just say something like, if you be perfectly something, honest say something Which brings us to Ben H., who describes his ultimate date as hiking back to a quiet place in the woods where we can be alone. Yikes. So murdery. So murdery. It's like, couldn't you describe that in a way that's a little less threatening? Like, I like to go on nature walks. Right, which sounds totally romantic. But instead, he went for the (laughs) super creepy, I'm probably going to chop you into little pieces when we get to this secluded place. I want to take you somewhere with no witnesses. Terrifying. (laughs) They also ask a question, uh, who would you be if you could be someone else for a day? And uh, Bradley, a real winner over there, said that he would play an NFL game in Tom Brady's shoes, get a taste of what a primetime football game would be like, and then go home to Giselle. What a freaking winner. Yeah. Giselle's like basically Tom Brady's like toy, apparently. Also, he's basically saying, like, I want to be a dude so I can fuck his hot wife. Yep. Yeah. I cool. mean. And then we have Brady, whose number one person that he admires most is very specific, Chris Martin of Coldplay, for his, quote, creativity, humility, charisma, and wit. I'm a little shocked that he didn't include conscious uncoupling on that list. I mean, that's why I admire Chris Martin. And I think it's also something that Brady will need to keep in mind if he's participating on The Bachelorette. Sound advice. Yeah, but I think what Brady is really here for is something that we like to call not the right reasons. If you look closely at his profile, it's pretty much all about how he has an indie music career that he's absolutely passionate about. If he gets a record deal out of this, I'm pretty sure he'll be happy. Or at the very least, an e-special. Meanwhile, Tanner, setting the dating bar really low. He loves it when his date, quote, makes eye contact and holds conversation. Whoa. Tanner, Tanner, Tanner. What women have you been going out with? He can come hang out with us. We're great conversationalists. Seriously. Tanner, come on. You're welcome anytime. (laughs) Now, the total loser in in all of this is definitely Corey without an E. Transphobic Corey, to remind everyone. Yes, that is transphobic Corey. Every single detail of his profile is terrible. His favorite movies, Rudy. Biggest date fear, finding out my date's really a dude. I love it when my date is not uptight. (laughs) And if you could be someone else for just one day, it would be his younger self. He loves himself so much. Yeah, like he could be literally anyone. He could be Prince Harry. He could be Jay-Z. Well, if we've learned any anything from this, it's that Corey loves Corey. Yeah, and basically no one else. So based on um, this very little information and a bunch of terrifying 
stock photo-esque images of these men. Who would you pick, Claire? Uh, definitely Ben H. He's actually pretty cute. I'd let him murder me in the woods. I would have to agree. I think runner-up is probably Tanner um, because he wants a woman who can carry a conversation, and I feel that we can yeah. adequately fulfill yeah. those needs. He is cute, and, and I love cute. low standards. I love low standards. Not a lot to live up to. I appreciate that. Exactly. Before we get to who we think should be the Bachelorette, let's talk to Jay about what it was like to be one of two Bachelors. I'm so curious to hear his experience. Welcome to Jay. Thanks so much for coming on our inaugural podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. This is, uh, it's fun to be here. So how much did you know about The Bachelor when you went on the show? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question, right? Because the brand is so big. But uh, I had to tell you that uh, I really did not know much about it. Uh, when I when I was recruited, it was an interesting uh, phenomena. Someone had uh, been into casting, and they mentioned my name and said, "Hey, you know what? You'd be great in this show. What do you think?" Uh, and I was a little bit reluctant, but you know, to answer your question, it, it, I didn't. I just did not know much about uh, about The Bachelor. And at what point in the casting process did you find out that you were going to be one of two bachelors? Because obviously that had yeah. never happened before at that point. Yeah. So it was funny. It was a warm up type of, of thing. Maybe it's appropriate. It was kind of like a dating thing with, with ABC. You know, I was honored once I you know, started to, to talk with them and be recruited. And it, it took some time. I mean, the process was actually almost, I think it was almost two months. And it's been a little while, but it was almost two months. I mean, you don't forget this, you know, the specific details. Um, when it's something kind of so significant in your life. But uh, it was interesting. I think about six weeks through it, there was the idea of a second Bachelor. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I was like, well, we'll let's just see how this plays out. We don't know. Maybe they're going to do it. Maybe they're not. And what happened, I remember I specifically was, I was in New York. I just got done with a lunch at uh, the Pershing Square Cafe across from Grand Central. And I got a call from them and I'd been on, you know, been in many conversations with them and they said, hey, we have great news for you. They were like, you are chosen as The Bachelor. What do you think? And I was like, that's fantastic. I was like, wow. I said, I'm thrilled, you know, I'm excited. They're congratulating me. They said, now just so you know, there's gonna be another Bachelor. And I said, and I thought for a second, it was interesting, I was like excited and I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. But I was like, wait a second, that's not fair. I just went through this whole process as, as the one guy, right? And you're thinking, well, yeah, but maybe I'm not going to be the guy. So it was really kind of, it, w it was interesting, I thought. And I said, you know what? Okay, a little competition's okay. And at what point did you meet the other Bachelor? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, that's funny. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's, um, that's a really great qu question as far as when I met Byron. And I didn't get a chance to meet him, though, until the day we pulled up to the mansion. Wow. So so, so there was a lot whole, of... This whole process, this whole campaign, and you guys had never met. That's right, and they made a choice, because I remember that. You know, Of course, I, I, I'd got a sense of them, and I think I'd even perhaps... I don't even think I'd seen pictures of the guy. Um, uh, you know, I think I saw a couple pictures of him, but yeah, just never met him, but I did not meet him until the first day we pull up, my limo and Byron's limo, and he gets out, I'm sizing him up, and he and I get out and he's sizing me up. And he's like, okay, how is this gonna go down? Um, so uh, yeah, that was the first time I met, met Pyron. Wow. Well, credit to ABC, they know how to create they, yeah, drama. They, 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 yeah, they, they, did a, they did a pretty good job with that. Wow, so what was it like to interact with him? You know, that uh, I'm kind of a guy that um, is all about kind of camaraderie, and I'm, I think I'm more of a guy's guy. And 
but it was a little, I think initially, frankly, it was, it was frosty. Um, I tried to break the ice more and, uh, and, and I respected it. He just made it clear right off the bat. That's like, listen, this is a competition, dude. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not going to pal up with you. All right. I mean, it was, it was really as simple as that. So we had some good conversations. I appreciate how competitive he was, but it was not a scenario. It's funny. I think I had seen something about uh, Britt and Caitlin and they were talking about how they were supporting each other. And I said, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. What advice would you give to the two of them going into this? Uh, what advice would I give them? Well, I, I, I would say from my experience, you gotta, it, it sounds like such an adage, but you really have to open your heart and you have to be, you're gonna have limited time. So you've gotta to, to, to bring what you have so they can get a sense of who you are. And it's about them saying, listen, I need this person's vote. Uh, but you have to be authentic about it too. People can sense if you're not authentic. You know, the disingenuous approaches, I think, backfire. And by the way, if they're on TV, they don't look so great either. Um, <laughs> so as you probably know, so um, it's about having those, you know, really concise. And again, you know, they have more experience, but block out the cameras and have fun. You know, I find that in, in life, right, if you have a little fun and it's light, like people tend to walk away and go, you know what, that, that woman's a lot of fun. You know, maybe I want to hang out with her more. I'm very intrigued by her. So, so it's one of the things. And the other thing I would say too, and I think they're they're ahead of the curve here, is that be very careful. You got to take care of yourself. You know, it's a grinding production schedule. I don't think that's changed in the many years since I've been on it. And you've got to get your sleep. You've got to be careful with your alcohol, right? There's alcohol and drinks there all the time, and it's easy to say, you know what, I'm going to actually loosen myself up. Careful with that. You know, because sometimes breaking, you know, knocking those inhibitors down, it can be a bad thing and it can bring up something that is not really who you are and you're having a bad moment. And guess what? It's on camera. And if they're and, and, yeah. and they're and they're probably going to use it. Absolutely. And I'm wondering kind of what it's like to be in the house. Like, what is the, the schedule? How, you know, how long yeah. would you be taping in a row and kind of, you know, how long were your conversations <laughs> with each of the women? Yeah. So, um. You know, maybe they're going to have a different format. Maybe they learn from ours. But in my experience, um, we had a couple days. That's about it of of full eighteen hour days where you were getting vignettes with 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 you know with different. In my case, bachelorettes, and how that time was split up and how it was balanced was a combination of you and who you wanted to talk to, and a combination of. The bachelorettes in that case, how aggressive they were in getting in to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Was it difficult to get to know any of the women in that context? It's a little hard. <laughs> yes. As you can imagine. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be I think it would be, you know, not real for me, you know, if I said, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, what you try to do is get a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to hopefully in that case though, <laughs> you want them to get a sense. And uh and you don't want that to wait until you give your 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 speech, so to speak, because before the rose ceremony, and I, I think they'll probably do the same type of format. You know, we had an opportunity, and I felt like I connected more with the women then because I had a chance to really prepare a discussion with them about who I was and what I hoped was the possibility. And I I felt like that was like maybe too little, too late. 
And so, um, it, again, it's it, it's really important to, to, to be like you're on, you're in the moment, you're totally present, you're not getting in any way distracted by the cameras and the multiple beautiful, attractive, and, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, folks that you're intrigued with. Yeah, that's interesting. So they sort of let you make like a closing statement almost. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> did. Uh, th- that was um, that was another 18 hour day. And that was shot when we finished that. I think it was two in the morning, two or two thirty in the morning. So when the, the vote happened, did you find out what the count was? Were you present for that? What was the process there? Yeah. By the way, it was very close. It was one vote. Oh, really? FYI. Really? Wow. Yeah, FYI, we, we, found out, we found out later. That must um, be so awkward for the women who wanted you to stay. And then it's just like, well, did they they stay and compete for the other guy, guy instead? Hmm. So that that's an actually interesting segue but that we'll get to yeah. in terms of we were yeah. you know, talking about bachelors and maybe things they might want to think about for their own purposes. But um so yeah, the the, the rose ceremony was um, was standing by this beautiful pool, and yet yeah, you found out then, you know, uh, they they actually we had our backs turned to the to to the bachelorettes, and after we had given our you know beautiful soliloquies, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, and at that point we turned around, and they you didn't see them, but there was there was one by one they walked down, and I'm standing trying to stay awake, <laughs> waiting, waiting as 25 women put their yellow or red rose into the actual box with Chris Harrison, who, by the way, is an awesome guy. If you haven't met this guy, you got to meet him. No. We would love to he's, meet Chris yeah. Harrison. He, he's Chris, the perfect if you're listening guy for to that. this, uh, well, no, the nice, thing about, nice thing about Chris is he, he's such a normal guy, um, but he does such a, a good job kind of um, bringing everybody in and the different personalities. And, and I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't spend enough time with him. But the time I did, we talked to international travel. We talked about sports. Chris, if you remember that, you know, God bless you. But, <laughs> um, but it's been a while. But anyway, so, so the issue was we stood there back to the rose ceremony. And then we turned around and then they started to count out loud. Six for Byron, five for Jay. Oh, my God. Eight for Jay, seven for Byron. Um, and they actually got to number 13, which, of course, was the winning number. I think it was 13-9, but it turned out or something like that that it was it, the, the rest of the votes. It was it was or it was literally 13-12 So because I learned a lot from from the bachelorettes when we did the reunion and, and everything else. So that was um, that was exhausting. And um, and it, it's a, it's kind of a shocking process. You don't know how you're going to react. Right. Yeah. So you're exhausted. So I imagine that would bring up some yeah. emotion. Look, you know, at the end of the day, rejection is never fun, right? You know, it's a character builder. And listen, yeah. again, I'm competitive, don't like to lose. I thought in my mind, hey, if you lose, you'll be so gracious and you walk out and you'll be like, <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Byron and I shook hands. Byron was so nice and polite. He was like, Jay, you know what? I hope to come to New York and see you. I'll hope to come to Vegas and see you. I was so exhausted. And, and you feel, oh my God, I'm actually on national TV here and I'm being rejected in front of all these people. And I was also like, my God, I can't get to my bed fast enough like right now. <laughs> and so I'm walking past the women. And one thing I regret is I didn't, Stop! I didn't really know I had the right to stop and say goodbye to everybody. I just kind of like did a beeline to get out of there through the mansion into the limo. And then, of course, you think you're in a safe place in the limo. And you are. ABC does an amazing job taking care of you. But then you're in in, in, in front of this guy on the camera. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, how you feeling? You just got rejected on national TV. Oh, God. You know, um, you lost. And I'm like, so, but look, you know what? That That's one of those experiences that was just, you know, 
where could I ever get such an you know a, a, an experience with the professionals of ABC and that those producers? But getting rejected as a competitive guy and hearing it from my brothers and my friends and my family, um, you know, it's one of those things. But I think it, it it's one of those things that you know if you can handle rejection and it happens in my business every day. You know, you you, you win some and you lose some. And it's not about the ones you lose. It's it's the fact that you're you know you're going to win um, as well. So, but it was yeah. it was tough. Do you feel comfortable when people ask you if you found love since The Bachelor? I, I do because um, first of all, I have. I've been I've been oh, with good. somebody um, you know for for six years. She's incredible. So you know I've I'm, I'm completely in love. And it's really what's so special about it is that your experiences you go through in life, right? You don't know where it's gonna lead you, but everything that you go through kind of helps direct you to where you ultimately are. And my experience, believe it or not, on The Bachelor never would have led me, um, for me kind of being the person I, I am now. And it's funny, um, my fiance, I'm, I'm actually getting married in, in fall. Congratulations. Um, so, uh, so it's a lot of fun, but it's what's amazing is that we have such a connection and, and so, so much, you know, depth. It's kind of a real deep, you know, soulful thing. But on the surface, you would say that, wow, they're totally different. Which kind of goes back to, you, you, you just, you have to be open-minded and, and, and open your, your heart. And uh, I, I've never been happier and it's funny because it happened later for me, but it was meant to happen later for me. So um, I'm, it, it's really a, a great, a great thing. So uh, I'm at, I'm at just a, a place that um, I'm just so excited about. Well, that's so great. Um, so would you say that ultimately you're glad that you went on The Bachelor? Yeah, I had a great time doing it. I mean, listen, think about it. I mean, the opportunity to work with somebody like, you know, an organization like ABC was was amazing. The support that they give you. I mean, I'm really fortunate um, that I was able to experience it. Yeah. Um, also, I think we wanted to ask, are you team Brit or team Caitlin? Ah, uh, um, so my team or, or, or team Caitlin, my first reaction to that is I'm half Canadian. And so, you know, part of me says, you know, <laughs> Caitlin, but at the same time, um, Brit seems awesome. She's a lot of fun. So they're both, what I like about this is they're very different. And so there are some of those bachelors that are going to fall in love with Brit. And there are some of them that are going to say, you know, Caitlin is 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 the one. So um, I, I can't say I'm, I'm on one side or the other. So would you say you're team both? I would say I'm team happy, you know, whatever, <laughs> however, however it's meant to, however that's meant to, to play out because I think that, you know, no matter who stays on, I think the other one has tremendous opportunity. I think it's gonna help them, lead, it's gonna lead them to the love of their life, right? I think either way, I think they both have to kind of play full out engage, bring their heart, and they just have to trust in that process. This was really great, and I feel like I know so much more about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette now. Now I wanna go back and watch your whole Yes, me season. too. We're gonna have to try to track that, that season down. So now we've heard from Jay about what it was like to be one of The Bachelors when it's two guys, but I'm thinking that it's gonna be a bit of a different dynamic with two women. I totally agree. I mean, 
it might not seem fair um, to say that you can't do something for women that has been done for men, but men usually hold all the cards in romantic situations. And the one really great thing about The Bachelorette is that the woman gets to control the narrative. She gets to decide who she goes out with. She gets to make the choices, you know, even though she still is like expected to move her whole life for him. And of course, wait for him to propose. And I think this also, unfortunately, pits Brit and Caitlin against each other. And we see that narrative enough where two women are pitted against each other and are duking it out for male attention. It's just I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. But it seems pretty clear that ABC knew people would be upset and are just doing this to boost the ratings. Yeah, that's absolutely true. They've been pushing this whole, oh, people love Brit, people love Caitlin. We had to choose both of them. That is so untrue. People did not love Brit. Brit was not a fan favorite. Caitlyn was. ABC clearly just wanted to stir up drama here. And if we're being real, we are solidly Team Caitlyn. Yes, Team Caitlyn all the way. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Our producer is Caitlin Boguki, and our editor is Jorge Corona. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Emma Lady Rose and at Claire E. Fallon and on email at here to make friends at HuffingtonPost.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. This is Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>